This is The Game Show with Max Sussman, brought to you by The Gaming Stadium, Canada's leader in esports. Welcome to The Game Show, presented by The Gaming Stadium on Sportsnet 650. I'm your host, Max Sussman. Today, we're going to check in with Daniel Rosen from The Score Esports. And as usual with with Daniel, we're going to keep it pretty loose. We're going to get into chess, though. I know that for sure. We're going to talk about Monsoon. And if we have time, we're going to talk simps at the very end. So let's get to it with Daniel Rosen on The Game Show on Sportsnet 650. He is the senior content creator at The Score Esports, a writer, a host, a League of Legends analyst, and a fighting game nerd. He is Daniel Rosen. Daniel, thanks for joining me here on the game, on the game show again. I think that's the first time anyone has ever called me a League of Legends analyst with a straight face. Here's my, here's my high-level analysis. I know how to play one character, <laughs> and that's it. That's my high-level analysis for you. Pick Galio. Galio's cool. You play... You analyzed League of Legends for money though. You're a League of Legends That's true. Analyst. That's true. I did do that. But I don't yeah. know that. By, <laughs> by the virtue of having done that verb, having analyzed League of Legends, I guess I'm a League of Legends analyst. But then I'm a lot of things, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. people have paid me to do a lot of strange things. He is a gardener, a pizza cook, a... <laughs> a eat a lot, eat, I, can, I, can I count myself as a professional, eat a lot of whipped cream in one sitting for $5 on a bet? 100%. All right. I've done All right, that. We, have that, we have that shared job history on our resume, I think. Nice, nice. Um, speaking of uh, shoving a bunch of stuff in your mouth, normally I'd ask you what you're playing these days, but since it's you, I'm going to ask you, what are you cooking these days? What am I cooking these days? I, I, um, I, I had a very... Uh, sodium heavy sandwich for lunch um so i'm i'm actually i i it's very very salty i'm very thirsty but i uh we made, we made like a charcuterie board last night so i was just like kind of eating that we made beef bourguignon a few days ago a, 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 a pasta bolognese made a broccoli bolognese that was pretty hype um i haven't done anything like too too crazy honestly i haven't like gone like made something that i've never ever made before in a while Eat a lot of even eat a lot of dandan yan, a lot of uh, dandan noodles. Those that that's like a go-to recipe that I just make all the time at this point. Nice. It sounds like it sounds like it from uh, from beef bourguignon and uh, and bolognese. You're getting into you're getting into some other sauce territory though. Get, get, making a lot of braises, I would mm-hmm. say. I think I, the the it was like still pretty fall winter ish in Toronto up until like three days ago when the summer yeah. suddenly started happening. So I was sort of like just getting the braises out of the way before I go into like, you know, summery pasta salads, barbecues, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, this is, you're now listening to Foodnet 650 here in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into the esports stuff on the game show with, with Daniel Rosen. I have, uh, I've noticed, actually, let's get into the, the meta, the meta game of esports uh, media for a second. Mm-hmm. I've noticed uh, lately, at least like since you and I last talked um, and you were coming back from vacation, that where you're credited and you're not the host, you're often credited now as the producer and not the writer of stuff. Is that what happens when you add senior to your uh, to your title? You just stop writing as much? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, basically, that. <laughs> I haven't written a script in a while. Um, it just fundamentally comes down to, like, I have a lot of... Uh, I've tried to write things, but it turns out that I am 
I don't have as much time as I'd hoped that I would have. I would love to write more things, and there's definitely stuff on the horizon that I'm, I'm trying to write. But, you know, when you are doing a lot more behind-the-scenes production, there's a lot less time in your day to, like, interview people and write scripts. And so um, we also just started adding those production credits because it seemed only fair, especially for a lot of the, the newer staff members who are coming into production to to keep them on the credits, uh, even though they aren't like writing or editing or something. So we're, we're trying to make sure that everybody, everybody's involved in the credits or who's involved in the video gets credited because right. there's still too many people in a comment section who think like, I'm on the, I'm on camera. So I did it all. And I'm like, no, I did not. I did a very small part of the job. <laughs> what is, what does producer look like on, you know, a, let, let's say something a little bit more complex, like the chess episode that we're the chess video we're going to talk about. Uh, what does producing that video even look like? Uh, well, first you have to assign it out. So there's a lot of talking about what makes a good video, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like we talk about what video we want to do. We assign it out. Then we talk to the writer, how they have to do it. I go back and forth with the writer. They send in a script. I work with them on the script sometimes. We have a script supervisor, a script uh, a script editor, basically a senior script um, editor uh, who, whose job is basically focused entirely on that. Um, and then that gets passed to the host. In that case, it was also me. And so the host makes tone <laughs> edits and... It goes on and on and on and on, right? But it's all, and then, you know, once the video's there, the producer is going to be watching the video itself a bunch of times to like leave notes for the video editor about how to improve it as cuts come in and in and in, right? It's sort of like senior producing, I assume, at any job or, or with movies and stuff like that, right? You're just mm-hmm. involved at every step of the process trying to make sure that it's the best product possible. So we're talking, we were, we were using the chess thing as an example, but I do want to talk about that, that story, not necessarily the video. Um, mm-hmm. But the story, the the video that you produced, and that was you you host you hosted that one too, I think, right? Um, the how, uh, yeah, I hosted just, one of our chess videos. We yeah, have a couple like chess videos. Or, like yeah, now. there was a couple of them when chess was at its apex on Twitch. It was the mm-hmm. one that the, the one that I wanted to talk about: how the oldest esport in the world conquered Twitch, and this was really Hikaru Nakamura focus. It was that one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you think I, I, I've, I've struggled with this? Keith and I talked about this because he was on like right as this was happening. Mm-hmm. Why did like I mean we go watch the video for the the the, the case the video makes I want to hear Daniel Rosen's opinion Why did chess hit so hard on Twitch all of a I sudden I think I think people are always looking for like the next new thing and and it ebbs and flows right People are really really into for example There's a big Apex patch recently right Apex had arenas and so people are watching Apex again and Apex will ebb Right now there are 50k people on Twitch watching Who wants to be a millionaire Why. I don't know. I don't have that answer for you right now. But I'm looking at the Twitch browse page, and there's 50k people watching. Who or now it's 47.5k, so it's dropping by the second. I'm clearly the, the, the cause of the drop. The video game. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, or the, the video game version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh my goodness! So it's very possible that you know, I, you know, like there are trends. There's always trends, but there is this idea that something goes big on Twitch because people really enjoy watching the creator who is kind of at the heart of it, or the creators who are at the heart of it, and. For that video in particular, you know, Hikaru Nakamura was like a really entertaining, interesting guy. I think chess is also something that everybody sort of has a bit of familiarity with. But sort of the perfect storm there was like, you know, a bunch of big streamers like XQC, like Ludwig, like um, uh, Moist Critical got into it too. Like they're like, oh, I want to play this and I have fun doing this. And it, it all started sort of like snowballing at a certain point, right? Hikaru was fun, but then the Bota sisters are fun. And then they kind of get these big streaming names into it and the big streaming names are streaming it. And then you go from one stream to the other to the other and you're kind of watching chess all day. And all of a sudden chess is doing like 30K, 50K in, in, in a day uh, in terms of like peak concurrence or something. Right now chess is at 13, which is, you know, still, I mean, 
That's strong. It's better than like Street Fighter. You know, it's better than a lot of like games that I really care about. It's even better. It's better than even some like popular games that are played like a lot. Like, you know, Final Fantasy 14, the MMO is like not a highly streamed game, but it's like popular or Mass Effect Legendary Edition, the game that came out like this week, you know? Chess is, is now like a Twitch mainstay to a certain extent. And I, I just think it had a lot to do with the people who were streaming it, how much fun they were to watch, and, and this sort of like little community that they kind of built with each other. How much staying power do you think it'll really have, though? Is it is it is it Thieves, Sea of Thieves or is it GTA RP, which seemed like a flash in the pan, but is still here several years on? I thought, I'm not really sure, honestly. I mean, it's chess. Like, chess is never going to go away. No, um, yeah, definitely I, never. It's going to ebb and flow. I think it obviously had a really big hit because a lot of the biggest names and this, it's, it's not like there's any tournaments for these people to like go to for a while because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so they have to like, you know, chess content creation kind of became a thing, not for the first time ever, but in the way that people kind of paid attention to. I think that we're probably in the, you know, the downturn of it at this point, but I do think that it's probably always going to remain like, you know, Hikaru and the Bota sisters are always going to have their however many subs. And so people are always going to come to their streams. And I think that it's probably going to stick around now for as long as unless those people just suddenly hate chess or those streamers stop streaming chess. I think it's probably here to stay to a certain extent. We're talking to Daniel Rosen from the score esports here on the game show on Sportsnet 650. I mean, we've seen Twitch do this before. And the the a lot of the crux of, of this video was about PogChamps, which was the tournaments that they were running. Um, that Hikaru and, and one of the Bote sisters was commentating on. I think Alexandra, <laughs> the one that's a higher ranked chess player. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we, we've seen Twitch do this before with, with games that hit hard on Twitch and then, boom, there's a Twitch Rivals, like, you know, three, they spool that out three weeks later. Um, yep. Did you, did you guys talk to Twitch at all for this story about what the kind of like company support went into this stuff like how ready they were or did 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 the, the chess community come to them because there was clearly some twitch involvement there i'm not actually sure um i, I don't think i definitely don't believe we spoke to them but i, I didn't write the piece unfortunately so mm-hmm. i can't i can't speak to like what all who our writers reached out to and who they end up speaking to um but i don't i don't believe we did uh there might have been some support right it's like i'm sure PogChamps had some amount of support from twitch but from what I understand, that stuff can can be really wide ranging. Twitch support can be relatively minimal, or it can be like pretty significant. And 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 there's sort of a million kind of points on the spectrum in between of what Twitch can kind of offer your tournament. True. I mean, I, I, it was on the front page at one point, which is about as about as much help as Twitch can give you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Beyond, for sure. Beyond, Being on the front page is definitely money a big deal. at it. Yeah, you being on the front page is definitely a big deal. Oh yeah. I mean, you get on. I don't even know ninety percent of the people I've seen on the front page, but I, I assume just being on there, they're getting thirty thousand viewers just for being there. We saw. We've talked about uh, the Botez sisters. We talked about Hikaru Nakamura, and uh, if you've turned on chess for ten seconds on Twitch, you've probably seen uh, one of the three of those people. Um, besides those those players, who who were kind of some of the other existing existing chess players that got a bump out of this? I'm going to be honest. I don't know enough about high level chess to tell you. There was a guy that we <laughs> spoke to and streamed with back in the day, Daniel Naroditsky, I think. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't think Magnus did a lot of streaming. Um, but that, I, I honestly, like, I, I straight up, like, I don't know enough about chess. There was that, oh, goodness, what's that woman's name? Anna, Anna Chess. Um, 
think she's Hungarian. She's definitely mm-hmm. some Eastern European of some kind. She's a, she, you know, she was like a commentator. I think she got a bit of a bump, but I, yeah, to be perfectly honest, I, I just don't know enough about chess, the community that already existed to tell you who right. are the big deals who got the bump already out here. I honestly, like it, it happened. It got big on Twitch. I was like, oh wow, that's cool. I played, you know, I played chess with my grandfather when I was like seven. And yeah. I was like, oh, I haven't thought about chess since then. That's really cool that it's like a, a thing on Twitch for people to get into and that there's a community around it that loves it. I was like, that's awesome. You know, it's always great when that happens to a gaming community. Um, but but yeah, I, I didn't kind of go in there being like, oh, this guy is a big deal. It's great to see them like get a bump from this viewership. What about the on the other side? We saw like especially in PogChamp some like non-Twitch level celebrities, people like Rain Wilson, who not a surprise, he's very good at chess. Um just just over the course of the the months that it's been a thing who's like the weirdest out of left field celebrity you've seen on on twitch playing chess it's it's the, it's a mountain right is that is that the, i don't watch enough game of thrones but it's, it's pretty ha- sure it's the mountain Thor right? or whatever that giant dude yeah i don't remember yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that guy that guy because we put him in the video and we put him like it was just like this is weird <laughs> This is strange. Yeah. I'm sure he's a very nice man, but it's just like he's like doing chess stuff and getting advice from someone, and and the and he's like, you should lift more. And I'm like, I don't know how that's going to help a chess player, but sure, no problem, Mister Bjornson, <laughs> Mister World's Strongest Man, ten times in a row. I, as an aside, he I just saw a picture of him. He just he lost eighty pounds, still massive. Still I mean, obviously, the- when you reach a certain <laughs> size, right. You're just like, what is 80 pounds really to you? To you and me, what's 80 pounds to me? I don't know. That's like, it's a lot of my body weight. It's a significant portion, right? Yeah. I'm bad at math. Let's call it 40% maybe. Um, For him, that's like five. Yeah. That's like five or 10%. It doesn't matter to him. It's nothing. He just shrugs that off. He goes to the bathroom and he loses 10 pounds. He retired and stopped eating like 80,000 calories a week and just immediately immediately just he looks like a normal giant jack dude now um just, yeah he, he just looks like your average enormous impossible human yeah what is uh we're talking to daniel rosen from the score esports here on the, the game show on sportsnet 650 what is chess.com because a that's an incredible domain name to have to what a great get by whoever that is but where did that site come from because at the center of all of this is chess.com because that's where they're playing for the most part and that's who's hosting these events um, from what I understand, chess.com were just like two guys who really liked chess and made chess.com like in the early 2000s because that's when you could get domains like chess.com. Um, and they, you know, they just wanted to make a good chess website and it just became this really big, influential, important place because it's the best place to play chess online. You know, I, I think that's sort of it. It's it's all it's like it sounds like kind of trite, but I do think it is like kind of that simple. Like they just happened to make the best chess website, and so everybody came there. It's like Twitch made the best streaming website, or Justin TV made the best streaming website, and so everybody came there and didn't use like what was that website called? Um, it was had Vimeo? a green logo, not Vimeo. Vimeo, I mean, Vimeo's not Vimeo's really for live content, around. and it's all yeah. We we actually use Vimeo for for um production stuff. But what was yeah. that? What was that? Was it they sponsored OG for a while? Um, it was like a green colored streaming website. I don't even remember that. I mean, that should go to show you how long they survived. My point is, or, or, you know, like the, you know, they made the best one is so everybody just used that. And then everything else from back then kind of went away. Chess.com was the best place to play chess online. I don't know that there are other websites where you can play chess online that are relevant. Was it Ustream? Is that what you're thinking of? No, Ustream is another one that also went away because yeah. it's terrible. 
But yeah. it was like no, it was like specifically gaming themed, and uh, it had a name like Twitch, but it wasn't Twitch. Ch- I mean, Ch- a the I mean the the domain name is doing them gr- doing a lot of work for them, obviously. But uh, th- it's not just that they built the chess website. There is Elo in this in this built yeah. in. Like they built a they built a competitive online video game. It was just happened. It happened to be chess, and it's free yeah, I mean, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I, I'm sure you can find a way to pay for it or whatever, um, <laughs> like like a subscription or something. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's something in there. But like, yeah, I mean, they're a they are uh, they 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 wanted to create the best way to play chess online, and and chess in the real world has Elo and matchmaking, and they wanted to bring that here. And honestly, I have to imagine that programming that stuff for chess is a little a turn based game is a little simpler than dealing with like League of Legends or something. Yeah, and it's always you, you, gotta, you gotta bet it's like easier to tell. It's also significantly easier with one v one like formatted games. Yeah, yeah, don't oh, for sure. To, like Elo, you don't have to do all the waiting, waiting for like teammate Elo and stuff like that. This is super inside baseball. Um, <laughs> inside, inside video games, there, throughout the uh, throughout the video, there's presented kind of both sides of an argument throughout. With you know, on one side, Hikaru playing with famous noobs like XQC to help grow the game, and on the other. You know, even players like Magnus, famous traditionalists who kind of just turn their their nose up at the whole thing. Uh, we heard a lot of people's opinions on this, but I don't know if we heard yours. I know we heard the script's opinion, but mm-hmm. what's what's your like? You're not a you're not a chess traditionalist. You got no dog in this race. You're just a guy. What's what do you what's your thought on that? Is it is it worth growing the game, or should Hikaru have been focusing on you know whatever whatever a grandmaster focuses on? <laughs> I mean, I think it's just always worth growing the game. To be perfectly honest, like. There are very few games that can support a significant amount of people at the highest level only through competition, you know? And if you love this thing and you want to make it a thing you do all the time, content, stuff like PogChamp, streaming, teaching XUC how to play, like, that's how you do it. That's how you get people interested. It's how you get people to care. If you love this game and you want to grow it and you want to make the next generation of grandmasters that come from a variety of backgrounds because they can just watch great players for free with in an entertaining fashion in a way that's not just like super stuffy and boring to be perfectly honest. Like you end up with a better like game. You just end up with a a better game that attracts a more diverse audience that talks to more people that gets more people playing. Um, I personally, I just think that's like, if you're like, you should never be streaming chess to amateurs. You shouldn't be playing games that you see. That's like a waste of your time or something. I'm like, I don't know, man. It just sounds like you don't care about the future of your game. It sounds like you care about the present of your game and playing against the best players right now, but you don't care about what's happening next. And mm-hmm. I mean, personally, if, if I love a game, then I want it to like succeed for the future. I want to be able to play. I want to be able to play it with new people forever. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's not going to happen if it's the same people over and over again. And they don't think about growing the game. They only think about, you know, what the next play they're going to make is. I, I'm just going to say as well, if Hikaru is not writing off the theoretical cost of a lesson with Hikaru Nakamura for every one of those free lessons he gave people as a tax credit, he's doing it wrong. Because I feel like you could value, you could value that time very highly. Probably, <laughs> like, yeah. I bet, I bet he can, yeah. I bet he could be like, yeah, that's worth at least $10,000. Three lessons with like a grandmaster. Um, we saw, you know, we saw during... It's not the the metaphor doesn't quite hold, but we saw during the kind of as Fortnite was rising on Twitch, 
we saw that kind of that Drake and Ninja stream sort of put it over the top, right? It broke all sorts of records. It drew a lot of eyes to the game that were just like Drake fans, or I think Juju Smith Schuster was the other person playing with him, a football sure. player or something. I think. Um, was there a moment like that for the chess trend for that that kind of put it over the top like that? I, I think it was just like XQC and Hikaru, honestly. Like I think it was just them playing together. Polychamps was a big deal, but I generally think it was just like XQC, who is like you know one of the biggest streamers on Twitch, and Hikaru, who is you know I would argue probably the most charismatic and, and popular uh, chess streamer, just kind of in the right place at the right time together, giving a lesson, having fun, being weird. People love. I think the joy for people, I'm not a big XQC like watcher, so I, I can't speak to this for myself, but I think one of the big joys of watching XQC is watching him kind of fail um, mm-hmm. at stuff, watching him kind of like, you know, mess up in, in a fun, significant way. And then, you know, here he is learning a hard, ancient game. I think that's really interesting. Like that's something that's like, oh, he's going to fuck up in fun ways. There's that great clip of him like getting a fork um, and then immediately like losing the game or something. <laughs> there's just like, or him getting, you know, losing in seven moves, right? Like there's something really interesting about like watching him fail at something that is kind of famously difficult. But then there's also an aspirational element of like, oh man, this thing was hard. And now he kind of knows how to do it. That's cool, right? Like you get to watch somebody grow and succeed and learn. Like people were probably rooting for him as much as they wanted him to fail. And 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 I think that creates like this kind of like special magical moment that makes people interested. But I, I don't think it was like one, one moment. I think it was kind of a slow growth over a couple of weeks that kind of made people like kind of perk their heads and go like, whoa, what's happening here? This has definitely made me realize too, there is a like tier of streamer that is uh, so influential. They can make or break games and other streamers. So we're going to talk about, shroud's role in Mo- in monsoon's career in a little bit but is xqc in that like tier where you can stream you can you know you, you can stream snipe shroud and create a three hundred thousand follower following for yourself is X- xqc must be there at this point if this is what this is he was the guy xqc's basis isn't on his skill though right like you can what you if you if you flick on shroud everyone's like well i mean shroud's the god gamer he's flicking on shroud that's gotta be hard <laughs> this guy's like but xqc is like i mean he's good at overwatch right and he is a good, like why well, there's this great clip he's in the video right where Hikaru is like he's but he's like he's not like an extraordinary it's not as if like dunking on xqc in a match is gonna make you a star Right. Dunking on T- Tyler one in a match is going to make you start because these guys didn't get big for their skill. They got big for their wacky personalities, right? Mm-hmm. Shroud obviously has a good personality. He's chill, but like people also like to watch Shroud because he's really good, right? Like he's just really good at the games he plays. Um, and so I think like if your goal is to get big because you like beat somebody, then yeah. But if your goal is to get big because you have a big personality, then like beating that guy isn't beating a guy with a personality isn't going to make people suddenly think you're the funniest dude in the world. Right. But he's still got that influence to be like, all right, XQC is streaming chess. Now chess is the biggest thing on Twitch today because this one dude's streaming it. I, you know, you have to wonder if it's a chicken and the egg thing, right? Chess yeah, is already true. kind of growing a little bit before XQC did that. Did he do it because he it was growing a little bit and he wanted to try something? Did it grow because of him? Did he just want to like play it for funsies and it all like happened to fall into place for him? You know, like is GTARP big because XQC streamed GTARP or was gtrp big and then xqc streamed it i don't know i can't tell you that right twitch trends are really hard to like pin down the origin point of um all you can kind of do is watch how people ride the trend yeah it's almost like archaeology sometimes trying to figure out where stuff came from on twitch or or 
I don't know. Not what's the what, there's no word for it, I guess. But like when you when you're searching out, you're, you're like, like family a, you're doing like a hagiography almost. Yeah, yeah. There you go. By the way, who wants to be a millionaire on Twitch? Down to 46k views, dropping like a stone. You're listening to the game show presented by the Gaming Stadium. I'm your host Max Sussman. After the break, we're going to talk about Sims with Daniel Rosen on Sportsnet 650. Stadium, Canada's first esports arena, and Canada's leader in online esports tournaments. The only place to play in local tournaments for whatever game you're great at. Online tournaments all week long with all your favorite games like Fortnite, Call of Duty, Valorant, TFT, Rocket League, and more. At Canada's leader in esports, visit thegamingstadium.com for more information. Welcome back to The Game Show with Max Sussman, brought to you by The Gaming Stadium, Canada's leader in esports. Welcome back to The Game Show, presented by The Gaming Stadium. I'm Max Sussman. Let's get right back into it with Daniel Rosen from The Score Esports on Sportsnet 650. We talk about Sims because I, <laughs> I gotta say, like I, I subscribe to the the Score YouTube channel, I and mean, it's one of like two channels I subscribe to. So whatever anything goes, I see it. We're, we're, proud, we're proud to have that sub. That's a, that's an yeah. exclusive sub. I subscribe to my own web series that I did from ten years ago, and the Score Esports is a very exclusive sub. Um, I gotta admit though, when this video came across uh, my screen, I was like, "What the hell is this?" Um, so first. Just as a primer, give I'm sure a lot of my listeners don't know what the hell we're talking about. Give them a rundown of what the word simp means. The word simp, which I man, I don't even like this word. I don't like that I'm associated with it. Um, <laughs> the word means it's or not what it means. The word is used essentially as a accusation that a guy is simping towards a girl, usually a female streamer, a lady who is streaming, and some guy is being really thirsty in chat or he donates and he's accused of being a simp. And the word, I'm not a hundred percent sure exactly what the origin is. Um, I, if I'm willing to bet, like, well, I mean, I'll look it up right now. I'm sure I found, I'm sure I found this video, but I wrote this video in May of 2020, which may as well be a hundred years ago. Yeah. Despite, I think it's actually, it's exactly a calendar year ago. This video came out on May 19th, 2020. So one whole year ago, which is probably why YouTube put it in front of me again like two weeks ago. Yeah, like, exactly. Ooh. I mean, that's how YouTube yeah. does things, right? Yeah. So, so exactly a calendar year ago. I, I don't remember exactly what I found in this video, like what my research delivered to us. But basically, people were using it a lot in Twitch chat. Um, and and I, I, I don't know. I find this word to be kind of annoying because it's just like, you know, sometimes you can juice a, a – somebody can do something nice for another person regardless of their gender – without it being a sexual thing. <laughs> like you, you can think of, you know, you can think Pokimane is a genuinely great streamer and entertainer without wanting to 
go on a date with her or something like it's it's that again i think it's extremely silly this word and the way people use it but last year twitch was like we're gonna stop you know if we find that you're using it it, they basically stop people from putting the word in emotes um and they don't like the fact that people were using it to harass people in chat and that's fair to a certain extent um but it is kind of silly because Twitch, especially at the time, had a lot of really big issues going on, a lot of really big problems. And this was like what they chose to like take a hammer to. And we were all just like, really? Now? Of all times? How did that resolve itself? Because it's been a while. Is there still a simp ban on Twitch? I think so. I honestly, like, I don't think this has come up since. This is why why this story was interesting to me because... Twitch will do things that become a huge deal for like a week. And then nobody yeah. ever, there's no follow-up a lot of the times. Cause I in remember December they banned, in December, they banned the word simp, incel and virgin used as insults in Twitch chat. Like if you're trying to like use that as an insult against somebody, mm. which personally I find it really funny to call someone an incel, but I can understand <laughs> if it's being used like to harass people who are like yeah. hurt by it because they don't identify with that weird ideology. Um, but like, you know, it's basically just like they, they, it came alongside a lot of rules, important rules about handling sexual harassment. So it is like banned in chat used as an insult, but like you can still say it. There's a really famous clip of speaking of Pokemon, um, her on uh, Code Miko's show. And, you know, Pokemon just says simp like 80 times in a minute, um, just like says it as many times as she can. And it's like, it's funny. Like it just is, right? Because she's doing it like, I'm going to get your channel banned, you know, and that's not how it works. But yeah, I mean, this stuff doesn't develop and, and you're right. Like Twitch just has these things where it becomes like a really big piece of news for a week. And then we move on to the next Twitch controversy because that's how Twitch works. People are, people are on these hot button things on these trends, on these moments of anger. And they just move on to whatever is next, whatever is the new, interesting, exciting thing. You know, uh, yeah. fall guys was the hottest thing in the world to stream for like a week, two weeks. Everyone's watching Tim, the Tatman. man. And now I couldn't even tell you how many people are streaming Fall Guys. Probably less than Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh, I mean, yeah, definitely. Probably less than Chess right now. Yeah, actually, yes. Chess is a 5.8K right now and Fall Guys is a 4.9K. So, yeah, it's yeah. over, right? Like, that that trend is done. Um, among Us, like, it's not even on the front page. Really? I have not seen any Among Us in a long time. It's been Among Us a at 1.8K views. Yeah. Among Us at 1.8K yeah. views. That's what I'm saying, right? Like people are talking about something, whether it be the hot game of the moment, whether it be Twitch's dumb controversy of the moment, and then they move on to the very next thing because Twitch is all about currency and recency, in my opinion. It's all about relevance and, and doing the thing that is new and hot. And you can build a small audience, a small dedicated audience by just doing something, the things that you like that don't follow the trends. But if you want to be the biggest streamer, it's like you've got to follow these trends. You've got to keep moving to the next thing over and over and over again because the audience wants new. They want current. They want something they haven't seen before. Are the days of the, you know, one trick streamer done? Mm, like being able to get big so. playing one game the way the way Ninja did with Fortnite? I don't think so. I mean, I think Tyler won. He's still a big deal and he still plays nothing but league. I guess he's like a, an established name. I think you can still get big doing that. But I think that honestly, straight up, like the way you get big now is parlaying, playing a whole bunch of games to being a just chatting streamer. <laughs> to being a, yeah, an IRL just chatting streamer. And then you don't even oh, I mean, you'll kill you look at Ludwig, right? Like Ludwig is a mm-hmm. big just chatting streamer. I'm watching him right now. He's sitting at 11.8 K views. He's popular. He's beloved. He just did that huge subathon. And 
you know, this guy was a Smash Bros guy for a long time. And then he streamed a bunch of popular games and then he kind of hit it with his just chatting stuff. Once he kind of got in with the rest of these people, he was in on chess, he was in on Among Us, he was right. Like you follow the trend then you parlay that into a big successful just chatting thing because just chatting isn't tied to one game. And then you move on to the next new game and then you go back to just chatting, right? Let's get into like the second chunk of your topic I wanted to talk about for the day, which is monsoon. You guys have this, I got to say, impressive knack for finding and and exposing and telling interesting character stories within esports which is i think what the space needs more than anything is just like interesting players that are interesting to talk about and their stories are interesting story stories like arslan ash who we've talked about a number of times you were involved with uh, i think both of those big videos that you guys did on him and you've done it again with the story of monsoon which I think you just hosted, right? Before I get my facts. Yes, wrong. yes. Okay. I hosted that one. I'm producing on that. It's called um, Oh goodness. Uh, he like is it? It's like he, from homeless to pro. He one tapped shroud and it changed his life. I think is the name of that video. Yes, you can watch it, it right a, now at uh, YouTube.com/slash/score/esports. It's a catchy, a catchy short title. <laughs> he was a yep. yeah. I mean, as as the title says, he was a homeless teenager, but now he's a pro Apex Legends player. Um, I, we'll get into the story itself in a little bit, but first. On the on the on the same tack as like dumbest Twitch controversy, a dumb question with a where I want you to make an over the top answer is setting up your PC in a Taco Bell to, and order ordering Baja Blast every hour to keep yourself on the Wi Fi so you can stay online and try to qualify for an Overwatch team. Is that the craziest esports training story you've ever heard? It's got to be up there. It's really <laughs> wild. I, so 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 sort of the background on this is that I was looking around for Apex stories because because we we were we were ta- thinking about Apex and I I found a news article about Monsoon and it, it detailed that story and I was like wow <laughs> like immediately it just hit me I was like what an incredible little scene you know when I was writing like news features like I could only dream of having a scene that good. You know, of having like the image of this kid sitting in a Taco Bell with their PC next to them drinking Baja Blast because they're grinding it out to like become an esports pro. That it's incredible. It's an incredible, incredible image, and it just sort of like made me be like, we gotta, we 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 gotta tell this story because it's it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, that's the kind of you're right. That the feature the feature writer comparison. I didn't even think of that. I would have in my days as a newspaper writer, I would have killed for that picture in the newspaper. Um, next to yeah. one of my stories, yeah. that would have been. Perfect. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, can you imagine getting to write that lead? You know, yeah, can you imagine getting to, to to put that in there? Obviously, we we leaned on on Shroud as our lead because our audience, you know, I mean, Shroud that also that's also an incredible part of the story, right? It's also yeah. insane to think that he literally he has it on his YouTube channel. He calls it the flick that changed my life, right? Like he is there. There is also this moment where he like you know interacts with like the single most maybe maybe the second or third most famous video gamer in North America, and he. He beats him and it like propels him to start him. And that's also just an unbelievable story, right? He goes yeah. from like, like truly like just from a, I know like we're nerding out from like a journalism perspective or whatever, but just like, from <laughs> a, like thinking about how you write this feature, like it's an abundance of riches. His story is, yeah. is really, really extraordinary. It's got the rags to riches and it's got that like that, that Pamela Anderson just like discovered completely randomly angle to it that people love to hear about. It's a great story. Yeah. But you're right. Enough nerding, nerding out about it as journalists. He won, let's talk about it. He won Tap Shroud in a public lobby. I will say, not the craziest flick shot I've ever seen because his positioning was great and he was ready for Shroud to jump down into that doorway. Um, I've seen crazier flick shots by Monsoon and by Shroud, but it was a, it was a really well-timed one. 
how does flick shotting shroud one taps him in the head in a public lobby lobby while shroud streaming importantly how does that blow up a player overnight no, I mean, it does the same thing that we talked about earlier, where it's like he he says it right after that bit in, you know, after he gets that shot, after he stops dancing, um, he, uh, he thanks Shroud for the raid, right? Shroud stops straight. First of all, Shroud's like, is this guy cheating? No, he might be the best Apex player in the world, which is which rule. Like when somebody said when Shroud says that about you. When, when anyone accuses you of cheating and then goes, no, they're just incredible. That's a compliment. When Shroud yeah. does that. And that's the that's the king of video games telling you that you know what I mean like that's that's the guy who's that's that's exactly who you want to hear it from and that's so also like you know he's also the guy with Apex specifically too like he was a he was a part of the pre-release process with like testing this game he was the guy they launched it with on launch day it was it was Shroud yeah. and I want to say Dr. Disrespect I can't remember it was it was a threesome that had it right off the bat um, yeah, and yeah. so it's like he's a he's a it's a big deal, and then he he raids him, and I'm sure Monsoon picks up a bunch of subs and followers because of that, and then he gets to keep streaming and do content creation, and you know I think at that point he was already signed to a team, but it's the thing that makes his name known outside of just competitive Apex, which is a relatively small space compared to the amount of people who just like playing the game. It's true of any esports scene, right? Except for maybe like CS, and even then, casual CS is still a pretty big deal the casual scene is always going to be bigger than the competitive scene by virtue yeah. of there's more people playing the game casually than are playing the game at a pro level. True. We've seen, we've seen quote unquote, big names in apex come and go, you know, dizzy at the beginning. I mean, dizzy's still around, but he's not the best apex player in the world necessarily. And he's mm-hmm. not streaming to the same kind of numbers. He was in those early apex days after him and Ninja won that very first tournament. Well, um, I don't even know how to word this. What is the Apex scene like right now? Like, you know, I play this game. I have this game. I play it semi-regularly, and yet I still have to go looking for esports stuff, and I still had to hear about Monsoon through your videos. Theoretically, this stuff should be be, being targeted at me, but they're not, I guess, but... I think that they're, you know, they have a really cool, interesting esports scene. It's always tough with Battle Royales because you have so much going on, but I think that they are working on growing it basically all the time. And I also think I mean, really, really recently they launched um, arenas, which is their like three V three mode. And I-, I played a bit of it and it actually rules. Like this is like a genuine from the heart statement. Like I played it. It was really fun. I want to play more of it. And I'm, I'm, a, I, I don't know if that's going to become like the new esports scene or something, but I, I think that that could also maybe help them escape some of like the challenges of doing BR esports that are still going to reward all their great players like monsoon. Um, like Imperial Howl, like like um, all the you know all, all the really great. Um, so I think Snipe Downs on TSM. He's a good player. He's like the, one of the only controller players. Like mm-hmm. y- you know, you get all you can keep all these great players, but they get to do it in something that's maybe a little bit more digestible from esports perspective. I, I, I don't know. Like I still think that the BR esports stuff is hard but interesting. I liked watching PUBG esports back in the day. From what I like, the the parts of Apex esports I've seen are, are fun. Like it's really entertaining, but it is challenging to build a storyline when there's a hundred people in the server. <laughs> You know, it's always going to yeah. be a challenge. So I, I wonder if Arenas opens the door for something that's a little bit more digestible to the more average esports audience. And just like a little, it's a little more bite sized too, right? Like you can then, you can then maybe do series even theoretically, <laughs> you know, and like actually develop storylines between teams. Um, we're talking to Daniel Rosen from the Score Esports on the game show on Sportsnet 650. Oh. Shroud has done this before. Before he's helped blow up other streamers. Think about somebody like Wadu Heck, whose career started stream sniping Shroud and screaming one phrase, which is his name, over and over again over proximity chat. That dude has three hundred twenty thousand Twitch followers now. 
this is a yep. career making like shroud is a little cottage industry kind of you can make I mean, a, a little bit <laughs> a little bit yeah i mean he's he, like this is a, no you, you go you go no, no i was just gonna say he's just he, he's just kind of become these him people like him get big enough where they kind of become their own digital ecosystem you know yeah i mean it's kind of like photo bombing some sort of like like, like the oscar red carpet or something you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's 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 kind of like doing that thing people do on the news and like getting behind and like screaming something but and, and having your 15 minutes of fame but because it's all within the same ecosystem it can just work like it can't just be the thing i wouldn't call it a reliable thing i wouldn't like quit my job and go try to like get big by by getting on shroud stream or something but like <laughs> yeah i mean you're right like there's plenty of examples of people having succeeded on there i think it's because people to a certain extent trust shroud I think they're like, like we talk about with Monsoon, they're like, Shroud's good. And if he says someone's good, they've got to be good. He's yeah. not like a particularly controversial figure. He's a very everyman. Like, you know, you can really relate to him if you play a lot of video games. He likes video games the same way you like video games. And so if Shroud vouches for someone, you're going to all, you're, you're, you know, if you're a big Shroud fan, you're probably going to go there with him. And, and his, his like recommendation doesn't always come out like, you know, freely or whatever. Yeah. But he does, like, he has made a habit of like, just going around and randomly hosting small streamers while he's streaming to watch their reactions on his stream, which is a good content for him and B just like yep. a really nice thing to do because he's got a huge amount of viewers and he's done stuff like, you know, really compliment players like Monsoon on his stream that helped them out or, 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 or raid them and host them after somebody catches his eye in a lobby and he's fin- he's finished streaming for the day. Why do you think he seems dedicated to it? Has do, I, think, I mean, why do you th- why do you think he's dedicated to just like I don't know just helping people out like that with his platform? And it's something I, I didn't Shroud's really just, think about until this. I think Shroud's just kind of chill. I honestly, Shroud's like I haven't spoken to Shroud. I he's never been a guy I've managed to interview uh, in my time. But like, I think he's just a really chill guy. I mean, I've watched his stream plenty of times. He's I, I, he seems very genuine. He seems like he's not really in it for the fame. I mean, at this point, from the mixer money, he's probably quite wealthy. Um, <laughs> true. I think he's just streaming for fun because he likes it, and I think he also just wants to blow other people up and pass it and like pass it forward to a certain extent. I, I think like genuinely, this is like a boring answer, but I think he's just nice. Like I think I don't think there's any ulterior motive. I think he's just really chill. It's so uh, it's so weird to say about somebody online though. Just be like, yeah, that person. He's the person on the internet is so nice. And wonderful. Mm. You don't hear that very It's rare often. that someone's brand is built around being, like, chill and cool and not a toxic jerk. Or even, I mean, like, even, or just not being over the top. Like, that's what, that's what's always yeah. attracted to me about, attracted me to him on Twitch is that he's just, I'm not ever worried about him screaming in my ear usually. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. He's not, he's not screaming after every kill. He's not, like, over the top making faces at everything. He's kind of just genuine, and and yeah, like genu- being genuine is, is sort of a rare feat on the internet these days. Um, yeah. And and I always appreciate it when I get to see it. I want to go. Uh, I want to go back to to the chess video for the very end of this, because in that chess video, uh, a bunch of a bunch of what 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 you call Twitch fad games are listed. We talked about mm-hmm. them. Sea of Thieves, Fall Guys, Among Us, games like that. Instead of a final five, as we have about five minutes left here, give me your top three Twitch fad games that you like playing. Your 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 top oh, that three I to play. play. Yeah, uh, I mean, and the list goes I, I deeper than those to... games, obviously. 
Yeah, I was going to say, because, I mean, like, we could just count, like, any big single-player release, like, when everyone was streaming Mario. I was like, yeah, that hell yeah. Don't, don't count that. I don't it count doesn't that. count. It's got to be like, so what are the, like, Twitch fad games? And I'm trying to think, like, well, you know, I really is, like, especially stuff I like Apex. Get, was that a fad game? It's still popular. I think you can qualify Apex as it because it was, it got popular because it got popular on Twitch. It's got to be a be, game that was, like, carried by, by Twitch. Yeah, that's what that's what I would say. A game that was carried by Twitch, not Fortnite, because hmm. Fortnite had staying power. Phasmophobia was like pretty hot on Twitch for a while, yeah. and I enjoyed playing that game. That was really cool. Um, well, what else was like big on Twitch for a while? Hmm, this is tough. I mean, chess is cool, but I don't know if I'm like this. I don't play a lot of chess, so I can't. I can't. You know, you asked me like games I played, and I definitely played some yeah. Phasmophobia. Okay, okay, okay. This isn't one that has gotten big yet, and it's not one that I've 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 played a bit of it. I played a bit of it, but I haven't played a ton of it. But I love it. Is GeoGuessr? That did have a moment like a year and a half ago. On it was GeoGuessr kind of GeoGuessr kind of rules. If anyone doesn't know what GeoGuessr is, it's a game yeah. where uh, you are planted in a random place in the world via Google Maps without any labels, and you have to guess where you are exclusively based on your surroundings. It's really cool. And there's yeah, it's so fun. It's very hard. Oh, you know, I I like playing Among Us. Among Us was fun. I I prefer like playing in person, um, like Mafia or Mafia. something. But it's, Among yeah, Us was, was a lot of fun. I cannot stand playing Among Us with strangers. I don't know why you would ever do that to yourself. But I know plenty of people who do, and it makes no sense to me. There wasn't a moment where everyone was watching Tetris, was there? Because I love Tetris. No, there. there I don't Tetris? know if everyone was, was watching it, but when Tetris came out, it was pretty big on Twitch for about a week. Like the way Tetris came out, like in the eighties. No, the night, the one, the like the BR version of it, the newer like. Oh Tetris! Tetris. Oh Tetris one hundred or Tetris ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, that Tetris ninety nine is good as hell. Tetris ninety nine was really fun. Um, that game is pretty fun. I'll, I'll put I that. We'll count that number three. There we go. Yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I, it's not really something I play, but I always watch games done quick, and I love speedruns. Um, yeah, and that's a Twitch fad, like two times a year. Speedrunning. True speed, yeah, twice a year. I got it. I got right, it. It right. was getting over with Bennett Body. Getting over with Bennett yes. Body rules, and that was like a hot Twitch game for a minute. Yeah, it was. You're right, and that was before the pandemic, I think. Even, I think it may have been. Yeah, yeah which boy, that yeah. is a that is a game that I, I would not want to play if I cannot go outside. If I can't just leave it and never have to look at it again, I don't want to play that game. <laughs> you need that. You need that. The a companion with that game should be a deck to walk out on and scream into the like open air. <laughs> Because it's the yeah. literally the most frustrating game of all time. That's the point. I get it, but yeah, that was a definite trend. Uh, we're we're just about out of time here, Daniel. Before we hop out of here, p- you know, promote yourself. Let the people know where they can find you on on Twitter and on the various socials. And if you got a if you got a video coming out, let's say this weekend to promote or next. All right. Week. Well, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Daniel underscore Rosen. I'm not really on other social media, but if you desperately want to find my Instagram, I think it's like D underscore or underscore D underscore Rosen or D underscore Rosen underscore. You'll have to figure it out. If you really want to know, like uh, message me on Twitter, I guess. Um, you can find everything that I do over on uh, youtube.com slash the score esports or the score esports.com. Um, that is where all of our videos go. Um, I, you should watch all of them. Uh, I'm sorry, but you just listened to this. You've entered into a audio contract with me to watch every <laughs> single one of our videos, like, the, like every one of those videos, comment on every one of those videos. And of course, most importantly, sub to the channel. Uh, we're on our way to 2 million subs. We're, we're getting there pretty fast. So if you, if you're the 2 million sub, um, I'll be your best friend. That's, uh, that's my, my guarantee to you. In terms of what we've got coming up, um, we've got a really cool video about Fortnite, actually, trying to approach Fortnite again this weekend. And as for what's next week, there's a really a video that I'm really excited about, about a uh, popular 
Valorant content creator who has a really, really um, touching and, and heartfelt personal story that, that I really connected to, uh, as well as a video about maybe the single greatest North American Counter-Strike player of all time. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Ooh, ooh, he's going to take, I, I, I'm going to speculate on who that is. That's, uh, that's all the time we have, though. I'll speculate off-air. Daniel Rosen from The Score Esports, thanks for joining me here again on The Game Show. Thank you for having me. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you to Daniel for joining me again, as always. Thank you to Jordan for recording the episode. Thanks to The Gaming Stadium for sponsoring the show. Head to thegamingstadium.com. Uh, for all the information you'll need about about their upcoming events, careers, anything. Sponsors, whatever. It's all there. I'm your host, Max Sussman. Find me on Twitter at TrulyDMax and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Max Thank you for listening. Until next time, whatever you do, don't tilt.